Broadcasting live from sunny South Florida, this is KMA Talk Radio. Life, liberty, and the pursuit of fine cigars. Your KMA crew, the Italian scallion, Paul DeGracco, Alex Tavella, a.k.a. The Goat, and always telling it like it is, Honest Abe. I like to smoke them like the Winston Churchill. Good morning, as Abe would say, loyal listeners. He's not. Oh, there he is. Here, I'll let you take over. You oh my there. God. No, yeah, he wasn't ready. <laughs> I forgot I had the camera Abe off. Was not Good ready, morning so I... to all our loyal listeners, libertarians, and lovers of the leaf. This is KMA episode number 498, and we are here with the gang, the GOAT, William, the Scoop Cooper, and the man that we sometimes call Paul. I just want to recognize Paul now for coming in in the clutch. Abe was a little unprepared. I mean, the next time yeah. Paul will come in the clutch will be like a year from now. So, right. Way to be. Way she to just be ran with it. She just ran with it. it. Should have. If it's not planned, if it's not planned, then I, I'm good with it. When it's you planned, did. that's when I'm unreliable. <laughs> but but improvisation know. is my forte. Just ran with it. So guys, we have one more episode only before 500. Yes. I know. I, I'm all psyched to get down the floor. Maybe I should put again. that on my calendar. <laughs> Mark that. Yeah. Let me put it on my calendar. Right. calendar. It's on there. On the whiteboard that's up here. It's still. 50, my wife bought me a whiteboard because she thought it would. She thought it would keep me more organized. But I'm like, I'm not putting like all my stuff goes in my computer. So like, put it. Well, anyway, I have it written up there. KMA 500. Wow. Jimmy, bright and early in Texas. Good morning. Yep. Oh, is that where he is? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Phoenix Cigar Lounge. Wow. Yeah. We got to start figuring out what That's we're going to do cool. for 500. We're going to do a live yeah. broadcast. <laughs> we're going to do a live broadcast from here. So that that's the plan. Mm-hmm. We have a lot, do a live studio audience. Maybe have some special guests come up and hang out with us and just kind of shoot the shit. I have, a, re- for... I have a really important question. <laughs> will, the, will the bar be open? Yeah, I'm asking for a friend. Bar opens. The store opens. Yeah, Yeah. bars open. The bars open. Got to get one of those cappuccinos, you know. (laughs) The Bloody Mary. Come on. Irish coffee. The Irish coffee. The Irish coffee. We got to remember to talk to Mox about staff. Maybe that's Saturday morning. Our plan of things. Have a floor guy that can bartend at least. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. JT. Dude, I, I swear that Paul lives in another he's universe. So, uh, he's so universe. universe. in another galaxy like, far, far away. He hasn't worked here for about a year, bro. More. Really? More. Yes. Be close oh, to my God. Here. I had no idea. You, you <laughs> that, that's going to be your new name. Coolest Paul. Adam. 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 Will, yeah, we'll bring back Adam. Bring Adam, Adam in. So, it's so <laughs> fucking cool. The, the sad part drink half a bottle before he pours it out. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh man. Hey, uh before we start, you know, it's uh it was kind of we an st- exciting uh we weekend started eight for minutes me. ago. 
Well, well, you know, before we get into the meat and potatoes of the show, I just wanted to. Uh, it was an exciting weekend. Honest Abe showed up to my uh, birthday shenanigans. Well, I'll be late, have... but I was. It was he, fine. He got a first-hand look at the Disney oh. shenanigans here, so I'm kind of curious. I've been waiting to hear about come this. Out. Come out, come out, yeah. first off. Albeit I didn't show up late because I told you I wouldn't be there until about five, six o'clock. No, you did. He did tell me. So yeah. I, I showed up he when I said he was there with his kids. Yeah. Kids had a water park day that day. But yeah, why we wouldn't were, I show where up? Where did we meet you? Of... Italy? Uh well so funny, right? So Paul oh, sends no, me a message. Us? We're we're in we're in Japan. I'm having sake or whatever. <laughs> so that's the last message I get from him. And, and let me tell you something. Epcot's a motherfucking big park. Oh, yeah. I mean, there's a yeah. lot of walking. Epcot, maybe next to Animal Kingdom, or those two is the most walking, I think, you have to do. Probably. Animal Kingdom's the largest. Yeah. So, I get, you know, this is this is now Saturday, so I've already walked, I've already walked parks all day Thursday, all day Friday, Saturday night. I finally get to Italy, right? And what does this mean? I, you're, what, is, what do you mean? I'm in Japan. I, I World this? Epcot has a thing like around a lake that's around the world. And it's basically, you know, Paris, Italy, Mexico, or countries, you know, basically countries, France. And, and like you could walk like literally 100 yards and you're in the next country. You know, it just, it's like a half circle around the lake. So I get to I think Japan. it's a two-mile long walk. And the only the place I see where maybe they're hanging out or serving liquor is this maybe a thing, and it's like 200 fucking steps. And I'm like, this motherfucking oh, that, that sucker. I climb all the way to the top. I start looking for him. Yeah, there it is. I climb all the way to the top. I start looking for him. Nobody's there. Finally, I get a text. Oh, yeah, we're in, we're in Germany. <laughs> so, I just want to take a moment to recognize how fast... Paul can get a Disney map up, but can't load Coop's photos. <laughs> oh, I think I walked yeah, 20,000 steps that day or one of those days we were looking at it. No, it was brutal. It's a lot, so, of, it's a lot of walking. It was yeah, nice. It and it was a good time. I'm going to tell you something. Steph is on the ball, man. Um, oh, 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 you have it? I have one here, too, because I figured we'd talk about it. Oh, 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 oh. So when you arrive, when you arrive, you got this passport in a bag with glasses and Advil for the next day. If you had a hangover, Stephanie had a whole kit for you when you showed up pretty on the ball. And then as you went to each city, it was a nice, you know, cute little message here. And then as you went to each city or each country, you had to scratch this off. Now, obviously we didn't get there. You didn't get there too late, but I was curious. And if, and if you, there's always an image here, like you can see, there's a Mickey mouse. Yeah, you know, if okay. there was a of, if there was a picture of Paul here, then you had to buy him the drink and the drinks in that country. What kind of fucking scam is that? Yeah, oh, well, right. a drink, okay. and I, and it wasn't it wasn't like uh, a hard set rule, and I didn't we didn't drink in every country. We just you know we walked around and had a couple of drinks. I mean, we weren't so so we showed up late, like the last three countries or whatever. So my wife actually gets what what country was it? Uh, German, uh, Germany, no, no, where they had no booze, remember? Oh, Morocco. So, Morocco, like, had nothing to drink. No, I mean, kind of makes sense, you know. It was some country that had nothing to drink. There's no booze in Morocco. No, it wasn't Morocco, it was like a Scandinavian country where they had that pastry, Norway, 
Norway. Norway it was. There was nothing yeah, to drink in Norway. They have beer, but it's not. It's nothing good. So after debating, we're like, well, let's just go to the next country. So my wife didn't get a chance to buy him around. So we get to Mexico, which is the final country. And I said, fuck it. We're just doing shots of tequila. And I think we did about, I don't know, five, six shots. I, I, I tried to really get Paul crawling home, but um, <laughs> he hung in there. And then I didn't realize till after the fact, and I got back here because I was just curious which country I ended up having. And I I bought a lot of rounds of tequila for everybody that night. And I ended, oh, up, yeah. having, I ended up having Mexico anyway. All right, so it worked. It, was, so it worked out perfect. After the fact. Look at the picture she used, Alex. It's from the dress. Everybody that had me, it's me yeah. in the damn dress. It's the dress picture. <laughs> I was so pissed. It should have been a full. should have been a full length. But it was nice oh, hanging out and uh, meeting some of Paul's that is, That's cool. Your wife went through a lot of work I guess. to put that together. D- Disney yeah. adults She made strange. sunglasses with, with Paul's 40th on the side. I mean, listen, if you're going to do was... if you're gonna do any Disney place, Epcot's the adult place of Disney. It's, yeah. you know, it really is. It's The kids ain't give, don't give a shit about going to the country to country. And, you know, I mean, they got rides on the other side. You know, it's like, it's kind of like. The old Epcot, which was just pretty much the countries and a couple things, and then they built like a lot of like more amusement stuff on the other side. Which my I took my kids that night. And they, rides, but not a lot. Yeah, they disappeared. But it was it was cool. It was cool to hang out. I I, I figured Paul would think I would never show up, but my name is not Paul DeGracco. <laughs> I mean, if you hadn't bit planned to be there already, would you have showed up? Fuck no. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I didn't think no. so. I figured you'd show I'm up. I'm not going to Orlando. Uh, yeah, you know, maybe. I might have taken the kids and let them spend the day somewhere. I don't know. I'll tell you what. I'm, I mean, I probably, other than the shots that you got us, I don't, I don't, we didn't really drink heavy, heavily, but uh, we were going to go out by your, where you were staying at the boardwalk. And we got to the boardwalk and I was like, I'm, I'm I want to go to bed. We don't have kids tonight. Like, let's legit go to sleep early. So we went back. I mean, it was probably what, 10 o'clock, 10 30. We took a lift back to the hotel. I sat outside and watched the wildebeests because we were at Animal Kingdom sleep. They sleep like next to each other, line by line. And I fell asleep on the on the balcony and then got up in a you know like an hour later and went to bed. It was great. Well, Paul, it was an exciting night. Paul's texting me morning pictures of his cups of coffee with giraffes below his patio. And oh, it was like awesome. <laughs> it was awesome. All right, I love that stuff. So Mickey okay. didn't come. There was no Mickey Mouse appearance at this, right? For big. We did on. see Mickey. We did see Mickey, but with the kid, you know, we stayed for a few days with the kids. So my okay. mother-in-law had the kids all Saturday and Saturday night. So they, we did see Mickey, but not not that day, and not for my birthday. Right. No, I got that. You know, he didn't charge you like extra money to like you know see him. No, no, no. Okay, okay good. I, I, I've I've now officially fulfilled my parental obligation. Took the kids to Disney as young, took the kids to Disney as older, and that's my that's my last Disney hurrah. Will not, it, you know, if anybody should get one more trip, it's Asher because his first one he was literally in a stroller. I was just going to ask that, but yeah. you know what? In a couple of years, Petra can take him. There you go, there you Abe. Go. That's okay. that, that's good go. parenting. In there a you go. Years, I think that's a good job. That will be 18, 19. That's how you do it, Abe. Yeah. That's how you do my, it. My Disney, my Disney life is now officially over. Uh, don't, but I got to tell you come, something. Join my club, Abe. I got to tell you something. Um, you know, when I went last time, the girls were all young, so they're all in the princess stuff still. You know, they were doing, you right. know, the 
dressing up and they weren't no no kid was even tall enough maybe petra but no kid was really taunting going on a roller coaster so this one was all rides right and i gotta tell you something the last time i probably been on rides was early college maybe in any kind of these rides the level of the attractions, like the roller coasters aren't even that cool anymore. I mean, there was an Aerosmith roller coaster was cool. There was an Everest roller coaster was cool. But these these um, experience rides are mind-blowing, right? Mm-hmm. And there was, there was a couple really amazing ones. But the one that I think my whole family in general just said was probably the most amazing ride that they'd ever been on was the Rise of the Resistance over at... Um, That's cool. That one's Hollywood Studios, yeah, yeah, Hollywood Studios. Hollywood the Studios. Yeah, Let me tell you something. If you are a Star Wars fan, if you are a Star Wars, fan, I mean, it's cool if you're not a Star Wars fan, but if you are, it's it's like a three to four different scenes. Yes, and you are literally immersed, like you were put in the movie. And unlike like the Spider Man and the Fast and the Furious, where you you got these 3D goggles on and they use a lot of, you know, uh, video screens, which is still cool. Don't get me wrong. This doesn't use any glasses. And it's mixed with videography that looks so damn real and real people. Like, you, the, I mean, I don't want to ruin it for anybody, but, like, it goes through a scenario where you're in an escape pod and you get captured and you get thrown into jail and then you get broken out and then Kylo Ren is chasing you down and lasers are shooting and burning holes in walls by you. It, it, and it's a trackless ride, so you're in this car that i'm assuming is being controlled by ai and computers and just randomly moving from set to set scene to scene wildest craziest thing i've ever seen in my life that was wild and the other thing that i was blown away was and i'm not you know i've read a couple of books and one of my kids is a big fan um but if anybody's kids out there is a harry potter fan the harry potter world the diagon alley on the universal side not so much on the island yeah. adventure side the island adventures of probably a better part um you literally forget you're on planet earth you disappear you walk into it and you're like immersed in the book and it's it's nuts and let me just tell you something the harry potter like cult or society is insane these kids are walking around in black robes throughout the whole park on a 95 degree day all in like full like hogwarts uniforms and stuff and whatever it's it, it was a little bit mind-boggling. So it was kind of cool to see some of that stuff because I I never seen it. So um, I can't say I didn't enjoy some stuff. Some stuff was really cool, but still, last Disney trip ever. Did you like... But you liked Universal too, right? Um, I mean, the roller coasters are better at Universal because that's... At no, Islands of Adventure, no, at least. no, the roller coasters... The, the best roller coaster they said out of the whole trip was uh, Velocity Coaster. Yeah, that's that's Islands of Adventure, isn't it? Right, yeah. right. Islands that's of Adventure. Had better, Islands of Adventure had better rides. My, cool. my I agree. Boys, I agree, Kevin. My, yeah, my boys were always into Islands Islands of Adventure. They yeah, were yeah. Never hold on. into going to the Let's Disney park. about Disney and start talking about chess. Hang on. I mean, that's how I feel. Yeah. You guys. Oh, oh, that 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 no, Monday you know, that Monday you know, night you know, of riveting you know, chess match on the air. Let's talk about some chess. Yes. Oh my God, that was a riveting match on Monday night. How about that about? chess? How about that, that match? That, that was a fun yeah, episode. The, what's it called? The Blitz? Blitz game? I was, yeah. I, was, I was taking a shower, and I was listening to it. And I get out of the shower, and I look at this, the phone. I'm like, Jesus Christ. They're actually like, literally playing chess <laughs> on the air? 
that listen, man, that's what me and Garrett, on? that's what me and Garrett do. It's what we do. It's what we talk about. It's what we do. Yeah. Speaking of Norway, big, big, uh, big chess tournament just finished up in Norway. Norway chess. And there's your segue. That's it. Yeah, there you go. Well, yesterday was an exciting game <laughs> for us. I worked the warehouse all day. Our, it was the official kickoff to what is now becoming our actual annual event called our Summer Osaka event. Um, this year we're giving away. I mean, look, it, it's really insane promotion. You have to go to smoking.com and click on the banner. But there's a weekly Friday drawings, and we're giving away a, like, it's going to probably end up, we're already working on stuff, for instance, like this. this is a prototype. People will see the first one. Uh, there you go. King's it's Tumblr. King, yeah, it's a King Squatch Yeti. Nice. So this year's uh, Summer Soccer is called um, I like The that. Legend of King Squatch because we're making a six foot soccer squatch. Amongst like 90 some other prizes, they'll be given away at the end of the promotion, which is at the end of the summer. So, um, a lot of cool shit. That was a fun day for us yesterday, getting a lot of packages out, and it's going to be ongoing stuff. And we got a lot of stuff like this that we're all working on. That so you'll see the, that grand finale prize list probably just continue to grow over the summer with cool stuff. Oh, there you go. Thank you, Quentin Thor. Quentin on the ball. Going for I the saw statue. This too. I was just about to put that up. I'm I'm going to send you guys pictures of of the last thing. Um, I, I usually get follow ups on Friday, uh, from the. I usually get follow ups on Friday from the people making it because we should have this probably in the next week or so. Um, but he sends me follow ups and he was traveling this Friday, so this is the one I got when I was away. Um, but. This thing is just so impressive. When I, I can't imagine what this thing is going to look like done. I just sent them to the group, but maybe I could show on the camera. I mean, look at this wow. thing. That's it's in progress right now. This, no, this was a week ago. So this is where they were doing the details with the hair. Like they put all the hair on the back. I don't know. There you go. They got all the hair on the back. It looks like me. This is going to be a six-foot little... And you're going to have one in the store permanently, right? Yes. We, we had two yeah. on order. Yeah. So ours is going to right. be here in a couple weeks. It's going to be a replica of this guy, literally. Okay. Ours is going to be here in a couple weeks. And then as soon as they're done with ours, they're going to start working on the second one, which would be complete by the time the summer's over. Right. And that'll get shipped to any winner in the continental U.S. If you're in Alaska or Hawaii, we'll have to work something out with shipping on that. Well, send it, send it as far as you can go, and then they work. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, I mean, we'll, we'll, we'll figure it out when yeah. it happens. Right, right. But um, when, when, when it stuff. happens. The, we're giving away 12 of the guillotina de soccer cutters, which everybody's excited about. You know, we haven't even gotten one yet. He says he'll have them to us in July, but we're going to start giving them away. Oh, and then no. as we receive them, we'll ship them out. I feel a post coming on. There's stupid customs. <laughs> oh, sorry, 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 Dan. Let me help you out. The continue, the continue. Fuck, I can't see it. Paul, I see it too. I, you're calling this one. I agree. I'm gonna with you on this. There's, a, there's definitely a post coming on this. The continue, yeah. contiguous United States. Contiguous. I can't see the word. Somebody say the contiguous. word. Contiguous. There you go. Contiguous. That thing's pretty detailed, man. Oh, these guys do great work. Uh, it, it's cool get, to see the behind it's... the scenes of that too. I kind of like how you've been showing the evolution of this. That's cool. Yeah, I told him to please take yeah. video and footage. So when he's done, I'm going to collect yeah. it all and kind of do a nice yeah. cool little reel of maybe maybe I could time lapse it, you know, and yeah. present it, you know, it being made. So, how tall well, is it? Six feet. 
I mean, that was the order. You know, we ordered it. So is it taller? Is it taller than our guest? No, our guest is over six feet, right? Oh, hell yeah. Yeah, he's, Willie, he's a Willie, tall guy. Willie would look down on it. <laughs> Big Willie. Yeah. Me, I'm staring straight up. I'll break my neck looking at it, but Willie's, it's still that, it's still smaller. Speaking of our guest, should we bring him on? Yeah. Get him in the, uh, are we doing this, this as a meet your maker? maker? We haven't run one in a while. This is good. Yeah, 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 hold on. He's I, the maker. He, no, let's go then. Let's jam <laughs> it in. All right, here we go. All right, Paul. <laughs> I want all of you to get up out of your chairs. I want you to get up right now and go to the window, open it, and stick your head out and yell. It's time to meet your maker. There he, there is. he is. Big Willie. Oh, what's up? What's so up? Willie, Willie, for was... the record, how tall are you? What are you, 6'5"? Six, 6'5". Five? Six, five. Oh, so... wow. That's weird that I remembered that. I was might, might have shrunk in a half inch, quarter inch with old age, you know. It happens with age. <laughs> age, age, and weight. I'm, yep. I'm dreading those days. I don't got much height to spare. <laughs> no, me neither. I think about that a lot. Oh fuck. Um, I was looking at Willie in the green room earlier, and I, I, he's inspired me. So I'm, 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 I'm not going to shave my beard for the whole summer of Saka. <laughs> oh, okay. Well. Did you go to goatee? Did yeah, man. Yeah. Go goatee. Oh, yeah. He did shave his yeah. side. He, yeah, yeah, he he you know, the just the wife wasn't happening, it, man. It wasn't happening. It wasn't happening. It was every day. You know, I'm like, you know what? I'm done. It's going to be honest. Was that on purpose or was that a slip? Oh, no. It was on purpose. Okay. Because I, I had to do that sometimes. Like, I've slipped and my beard had to become a goatee. There's there no salvaging it without looking right, right, right. ridiculous. No, after after two plus years, the wife is like, "Hey, listen, it's been over two years. Enough. Uh, I I hate it. I can't stand it. <laughs> it's gotta go." So I ended up with the gold seat back again. So, but we'll see uh, around uh, November what happens if it, if it starts to grow back again. <laughs> right, right. I I can't stand it. The next couple of months are gonna be really because I I did it once, and I think I did it. The biggest it got was right around the Great Smoke in 2020, the last one before we closed down before the world closed down for the pandemic. And if you watch any of the videos there, I kind of had it maybe that that much going. Because yeah, he, he had it going a little bit. Well, I, yeah, I don't get like the Willie Herrera's or Kevin Sheehan nice beards. I get like the Middle Eastern hair, curly, yeah. you know, dig back into my skin beard. Yes. So, but I, I'm going to do it. I'm going to let it grow out just for the summer of Saka and tribute to the Saka squad. Just so make sure you get a lot of oils, man, because those a lot of oil, man. That itch. Right. Oh, I know. I know. I'm going to start. Right. I guess start moving up. I'm going to have to get my wife. <laughs> That's the worst part. Yeah, that itch it is. that starts going. I've never it's grown gonna, it. You got to like, keep it oiled, like that, Willie. I haven't either. This is this is usually the the longest I let it get because this is the point where it starts driving me nuts, and I got to shave it down like to a one. This is the longest, so I figure I'm already here. We're gonna keep it going. That's it. Just pack on the. You oil. just you just gotta make it past that point, right? Like like once you get past it, the itch goes away. But it's that that yeah. month or so where you, mm -hmm. you just gotta you gotta suffer it out till you get past that. You know why? You know what I think I, I got past it last time. But you know what? I why I end up shaving it back down? I got infatuated with fucking with it, twisting it. 
I was twisting it in curls all day in literally these, these little twists, and I couldn't stop doing it. I finally said, all right, I got I to gotta get rid of it. You know what's the worst part, man? Because the same thing. I would do that just all day, every day. And when you look at my car, the interior is black. So all you saw, well, you see it's all white hair. It's white <laughs> strands of hair. And, oh, man, that, that was awful. I was having to vacuum the car like twice a week. I would just pull into a random gas station, vacuum it, because it was just gray, long strands of hair everywhere. <laughs> So you guys just had a freestyle live? We did. Just Thursday. Mm-hmm. And um, tell us about how it went. You know, every freestyle live is is uh, unique, you know. Um, and they're, they're, they're all awesome because, you know, we get to reveal a cigar. And, you know, we talk about new swag that's coming on. We're talking about projects that are coming on. Um, it was just an awesome time. Um, and I mean, I'm sure this time around it wasn't too difficult, you know, for the cigar, what people were thinking, you know, but and when I, it comes to the size, right. You kind of had to know where right. it was. Right. I still got but, it wrong, by the way. You know, but. you still had to figure out, okay, I know what it is, but what is, where is it going to land? You know, right. is it is right. it a Herrera? Is it a this? Is it, it a Herrera? Is it because it a T fifty two? Is it an H ninety? Yep. Right, right. It could right. Exactly. So it's always really cool to you know see and hear all that feedback and what's going on. People, what they're thinking. You know, it's I've always been a fan of those unbiased opinions. You know, there's no nothing on it. You can't go into the cigar. Oh, okay. I know I'm not gonna like because I know it's this, you know, or I know it's this wrapper, or I know it's this filler, or whatever. So it went great. So we're actually smoking the two. The cigar was actually the H99 Nasty Frida. I'm I'm smoking this one. We we also got some of the um, which I, I just couldn't light up, but the new uh, what's this? Yeah, it's by, the six by Super Ancho. Super Ancho, yeah. The six by sixty. I mean, this is this is a big boy. I don't know if you can see the colors in the nice filler there, but look at that. Is is the is the Super Rancho the first dip for Liga Privada into that sixty range? There's not a there's not a nine or a fifty two sixty, right? No, no, that was the first one, man. And going into that project, you know, everybody that knows me knows i'm i'm that small ring guy you know corona lonsdale um so going into that blending process for such a big ring gauge and not being a big ring gauge smoker you know was a challenge but the result man out of the 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 60 ring gauge cigars that i have smoked in the past you know you never really get a lot of flavor they're they're not very complex um the flavor on that super ancho it's like you're smoking a toro i mean it's just it's just packed with flavor uh complexity uh all kinds of notes you know that that uh, uh hybrid uh wrapper that corolla hybrid really comes through in that in that blend and in that cigar so it's for a 60 a I smoke a lot more now of that one, you know, just because it's so sure. complex and it has so much flavor to it, you know. Um, and it's such a big cigar that you could just do whatever it is and you don't have to really worry about, you know, as if it was a Lancero, 
or a little Corona, you know, if you're doing stuff outside or whatnot. So yeah, that, that cigar is right. It, it stays lit. Yeah. It's packed with flavor, man. Willie, as a blender, maybe we've asked you this before, but I always like to, cause I feel like Alex and I always lean towards like uh, Corona's and, and smaller ring gauges too. Is there, is there like a reason why you like the smaller ring gauges other than it's just a personal preference or what you're used to? Like as a blender, is there a reason why you, you tend to skew more towards the smaller ring gauges? Well, you know, when I started in the family's factory and I started really learning about tobacco and, you know, all these different countries of origin and how these tobacco, because when I came into the, into the business, you know, I knew really nothing about blending or cigars or anything like that. I came in as a smoker and part of the family that we had a, a factory and we had the people there that would create whatever cigars it was that we were making at that time. So when I started learning how to make cigars, or I had to learn how to make cigars, I started with that Corona size. And over time, trying different Vitolas, Robustos, Toros, you know, for me, in, in developing that initial blend, that Corona size is the one that worked for me because I could really pick up the wrapper, the binder, the fillers, how that blend was blended together to give me that what I was looking for. And I just mm -hmm. became a fan of that size. Um, and for blending purposes, it just, for me, it works. Um, some people like, you know, Lanceros and, you know, Toros, but I always begin with that Corona size. That, that was going to be my question. So you start at Corona and then build out. Mm -hmm. Yeah. For me, it's, it's just, just the way that I learned um, through trial and error because I didn't, uh, I didn't have somebody there that i could go to for advice it was trial and error is just you know make cigars make blends smoke them and then i had the advantage of you know since i was in the in a factory which also had a store for, or has a storefront and we're in little havana you know it's a lot of foot traffic like a lot of people would come through so a lot of those people became my testers you know so i sure, would sure. a cigar and all all i would ask for is shoot me an email uh, give me a call back. Let me know what you think. And that's how I got a lot of the feedback. And I figured out, okay, this works. This doesn't work. You know, uh, this is too strong. This is too mild. Um, so it was a lot of trial and error, you know, um, and that size just worked for me. Well, it's funny that you mentioned that because Abe, do you remember when Jim Colucci said on the air, he's like, he said that I think he told us like the traditional way to blend cigars most guys start at a at a corona i think he told us that once and he's like you usually start at the corona and then you work your way like like what willie's saying so but that's just something you kind of discovered on your own so it's kind of funny and maybe there's something to that but I was, i've always been curious about that because i just i for some reason that's where i go i just always like that size right. too big is just you know cumbersome I thought Paul was going to say that's where I go when I'm blending cigars. I was like, what? <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, it's got to be pretty, I guess, satisfying because this H99 wrapper, it's something you guys have talked about for, I mean, it's something that you guys introduced back in 2018, right? And mm -hmm. now five years later, we're finally seeing this hit the market in a lot of different forms now. So it's got to be pretty satisfying for you now to see this. It is, man. It's always, it's always great to finally release something where everybody has access to it and then to get all the feedback you know and see how 
people receive that cigar, how people talk about that cigar. Um, it's always it's great, you know, because cigars, you know, do so many different things for so many different smokers. Um, you know, in some cases, it could be something of a celebration or or a wedding, you know, and they're smoking that one cigar that you blended that is making that day even more memorable. Um, or it's a cigar that, you know, somebody had a really rough day and they're smoking that cigar and you made their day a little bit better. So it, it's always great to finally release something out to the to the masses, you know, uh, that you've been working on for so long. Uh, not only in the blending part, you know, because there's so many there's so many components, so many moving parts uh, that have to come together for you to release a product. You know, you can have a blend and then you have to still worry about what's the artwork going to look like? You know, are you going to how's the box going to look? Are you getting the right color box? Are you getting the right style box? Are you get? It's just so many moving parts that when it finally all comes together, <laughs> it's it's, it's yeah. almost like you're you're a baby. You know, your kid is being born. It's it's because you you've been through so much for a year, year and a half, sometimes two years, and so many uh, ups and downs. You know, uh, what you think was gonna look great on the band or or a style box, you get a sample a year later. It's like, oh man, this just doesn't work, and then you kind of have to start all over. It's just so many moving parts, man. Sure. And and most consumers never really even realize it. Mm-hmm. See, that's the cool thing. When and I can I, I'm hoping, uh, you know, next year we start up those cigar safaris again, because the consumers get to see that. They get to get a, a, a glimpse of that behind the scenes of what goes into this before it's finally on the shelf. You know, they see a lot of those moving parts um and how everything just has to work together you know um and, and it's always cool you know same thing with the barn smokers we get to have you know for for me i i see those the barn smokers that we do as, as kind of like a mini safari you know you have that one-on-one -on -one with all these consumers and you kind of give them a glimpse into all the back stuff that goes on when you're working on a cigar be, right before you release a cigar and so, you know, you get a lot of questions asked and they're like, oh, wow, I, I didn't know that. And it, it's always it's cool. It's really cool because it's a great experience. It's a great learning experience, you know, from the business uh, as well as the tobacco. You know, they get to experience tobaccos in the field, you know, so it's really neat. In all my in all my time of having gone down there on trips or. I think that's the number one thing I've seen every consumer just be in utter awe of, of not realizing the whole process from seedling to finished yeah. cigar. They, I think that's what almost every single person gets just shocked from. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, it's great. It's a great, it's a great experience for them, you know, and it's great for the industry, you know, cause it's not just for Drew estate cigars, you know, it's every cigar, everybody goes through it. You know, everybody goes through those, you know, packaging headaches, tobacco headaches, uh, production headaches. I mean, it's, it's, it's all over the place. Right. So it's great just for the industry, for the consumers to really understand, you know, how much really goes into getting this on the shelf. Right. And uh, 
so freestyle live was thursday my my understanding is this is uh ready to head out the door right this should be hitting shelves like next week or so yeah man and the, the, those are little flavor bombs man yes little flavor yes. bombs because yeah. you know just like the papa's fritas and the nasty fritas you know those are all made from what's left over of the nines uh and the 52s it gets put into this cigar and so you got a flavor bomb, a mini flavor bomb, like if you're smoking a nine Toro, let's say, right? So with these, you know, you got everything from the H99s uh, line going into, including the wrapper. So it's just a flavor bomb. <laughs> and you know, Will, it's short. It's yeah, it's short filler. But I, I've been told from several people that really, when you have a short filler cigar, it's all about the tobaccos. And if you have good tobaccos going into a short filler. It's going to yeah. make for a very good cigar. Absolutely. You yeah. know, it's it's we do it in our factory here. Uh, the family run factory here. We have our own short filler line. And same thing. We're using all premium scraps that are going to so many of, 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 of the other lines that we make. So when people smoke that short filler cigar, they're like, oh, my God, this how much is this? Yeah. And, you know, Dude, literally, we out of our small little factory, we'll ship out close to a hundred bundles a week of just the short filler stuff because there's so much flavor and they're so good. Because, like you said, the tobaccos in there are exceptional, you know, and it translates into the smoke. You know, there's such a bad perception or vibe when someone hears short fill, medium fill, Cuban sandwich, and whatever. And I've smoked a few short filler cigars. I mean, it's not like my normal rotation, but I, I, I like Casabella, which is a medium filled short fill cigar. And I'm, I'm telling you, you know, no one, you give this to anyone cut, no one's going to tell you this is a short filled cigar. It's not burning like, you know, in, like, like it's a short fill. It's producing tons of smoke, which tend, I tend to find the short fill cigars always have good draw. Mm -hmm. yeah. And, um, is smoking phenomenally and it tastes yeah. delicious. Mm -hmm. Yep. But when consumers hear that, they always get such a like, I, I always find it funny because believe it or not, because you know, I, I work with the customer service a lot. I can't tell you how many times we'll get an email on certain things. Is, is this, is this long filler? You know, like, dude, you're buying a premium eight, nine, $10 cigar. I mean, I mean, I didn't even think that had to be a question, but like, they're so concerned. It's, it's, it's a little funny sometimes. Yeah, for sure. And when you do something like this, and you can show how exceptional it is, I think it's a, I think it's an advantage to your brand here. Like, look what we did with with, with something that you did like this. So, yeah, I know some companies don't like to disclose that it's short filler, but I think in this case it works well for you guys. Absolutely. I mean, you know, when you're a factory, you know, and you're, uh, the size of Drew Estate, and you're producing the number of cigars that you're producing on a daily basis, you know, you're gonna have a lot of leftover tobacco. And if it's, you know, you're using all premium tobacco, you know, why not use it, incorporate it in another cigar, you know, and it's, it's a delicious cigar. Absolutely. Very well done. So super ancho, is that, is that heading out with the. Papas Fritas, is that ready to go as well? I know that was kind of that wasn't a freestyle live announcement, but kind of all came to fruition there. Is I believe it should all be sure, uh, shipping out 
pretty much at the same time. Maybe it might be a week uh, of lag, um, but there everything's ready to go. Nice, nice. So keep a lookout, folks. This stuff will be hitting shelves very soon. Yeah, I'm excited, man. I'm excited because that's one of those questions you always, I always get in a lot of these events and stuff that I do. Do you guys have any 60 ring? Do you have any 60 ring? And so now we finally have <laughs> right. a 60 right. ring gauge cigar, you know? So it's, it's exciting. You, you know, I, I'm the one on the team that likes the 60 ring gauge, but I got to say, that Phineas Gage Lancero in the H99 blew me away last year. I had it at Barn Smoker for the first time, and they, that was an incredible really? And Coop uh, is yeah. the most anti-Lancero guy I know. Yeah, yeah, I'm telling you, that was the star <laughs> yeah, of the line. I, uh, I, have, wow. I have procured several of those right now, yes. Coop, so now you've always been a, been a, ring, a big ring gauge guy, or you started oh, off smaller? No, I'm, I've been more – what I say – what's funny is I have this – I smoke any size, but even with a 60 ring gauge, I'm very particular. If, if it's not blended to the 60, it's not going to be good, right? Mm -hmm. So I'm, I think I'm more open to the 60s than maybe a lot of the other guys are in the media. Mm -hmm. I don't just immediately disclose that it's a 60. But I did, I did start out smoking 60s. I ain't going to lie because okay. I was like, you know, it was the time of the Sopranos and Tony Soprano was smoking those big 60 ring gauges. So – I wanted to do it, but I have become open to a lot of the other sizes, but I'm always about the blend's got to work for the size. Correct. Correct. Willie, how often? That's a, that's a start. Go ahead, Abe. Go ahead. I was no, just saying I, that's a big ring gauge to start with. That's why I didn't light it up this morning. A little too much for me this morning. Yeah, I went for it. I went for uh, I went with the Fritas. Um how, what's the cadence for the Freestyle Live? How often – you guys have a set cadence schedule, or is it just random when it comes up? No, we have a schedule for it. Um, you know, I believe we do it uh, every quarter. We Four try, years. We, we try to do uh, – we typically do the, the Freestyle Lives, and, you know, we use that opportunity to just give a lot of information, you know, whether it's something new that's going to come out. Uh, or new swag that we're working on, or uh, event, big events that are going to come uh, coming up. You know, that's that's the uh, the idea. You know, connect with the audience. Imagine if STG did a freestyle live; they'd do thirty a year at least. <laughs> I was just going to say, yeah, <laughs> I know. You know, it might be a weekly a daily. You could do a daily show with them. Almost <laughs> a daily show. But, the but daily Willie, I think it really. Yeah. Willie, I think Freestyle Live really changed a lot in the in changed the industry. I mean, you guys basically started engaging this consumer channel to make your product announcements, which is not something we've seen a lot of cigar companies do. So mm -hmm. I think it's been a, a wonderful thing for especially for your consumer to see these products getting unveiled for the first time. Well, that's not normally the cadence. It's normally done at trade shows or to retailers. Right. Here you guys are doing it right to consumers there, which I think is different. Yeah, it's, you know, it's all about that engagement, you know, and we're a company that we're very engaged with the consumers, whether it's at events or, you know, barn smokers or in-store events. We, we always do. And then just on a personal level, you know, people reach out on Facebook or on Instagram. They send messages and we all just go back and forth with a lot of these consumers that I don't think a lot of people might do in the industry. So they're like, oh, man, this guy, you know, took out the took the time out to respond to me or to reach out, you know, to uh, 
and you know whatever whatever it is um and i think it makes it makes a big difference you know it makes an impact um because at the end of the day it's all about the consumers and you know treating them right you know what i mean they're the reason you're you're here i mean that makes sense that coop right i mean drew estate's always been kind of kind of the ones that'll change things up mix things up a bit before yeah. anybody else does so it, it makes sense that it would be you guys that that does it for sure and i think the culture at work their culture they've established it makes it very you know it makes it work really well i don't know if every company could necessarily pull that off you guys didn't you you guys gave away a watch right a big fancy watch with the was that last night or uh, I, thursday night or that's not happening yet always up to something man <laughs> they've done watches cool stuff. they've done watches they've done a bitcoin they've done a lot of stuff yeah cars yeah. uh side by sides <laughs> so willie uh, i'm gonna assume you're gonna be at the pca show upcoming pca show we i will not be there oh yeah we'll oh, be I, there. yeah i keep i i i'm still in a day in a day sometimes i keep forgetting DE doesn't go to the trade show still. Yeah, I know Hoya's going this year. They're coming back. Drew Estate's not there. Do you miss going? Or is there a relief not to go? You know, I never thought I'd say it, uh, but I do miss it. You know, right? you, miss, you miss that, <laughs> you know, getting together with all the other manufacturers, you know, all the other guys in the industry, all in the one roof, uh, a lot of the consumers um, that end up going. And it's just a good time you know it's it's a really good time and like i said i never thought i would say man i miss going to the trade because <laughs> it's a lot of work man i mean it's yeah. long hours and it's a lot of work and you're at least me by the time we're done with the trade show i go i eat and i go to bed i'm not the guy you're gonna find out you know uh find out drinking and at a bar because i'm exhausted but I, I do miss it, man, because, you know, when the trade show is going on, you're walking around or you're at your booth and other guys are coming through and, you know, you're just catching up, you know, which is great. I called my Disney trip training for the trade show. <laughs> I <laughs> believe it. All that training for the upcoming trade show, all that walking. I, listen, I didn't go to the trade show for a period, I don't know, four or five years, maybe. And after I started going, which was um, the year after the pandemic and it reopened, um, I was like, you know, I was like, oh, well, this is not that bad. I kind of missed it being here and whatever. So, but I'm the same like you. I'm too tired. You know, we get invited to all these dinners and stuff. And I, I let my staff who goes with me go go to those. Me and Brandy will usually make a, a two-person reservation somewhere quiet after the yeah. show. Yeah. We'll go, we'll have her and I will have a nice meal and we go back to the room. Yeah. <laughs> That's yeah. pretty much it. Getting too old for all those late nights. <laughs> For real, you're not kidding, man. You're this just trying guy, to live. look at this guy living his best life. This guy's he everywhere. Is. Have you he seen his eating exploits this week at another level? Oh man, look at the color he's got on that skin. He is living good. He is living it up. Yeah. He is living good. This guy. We got a question Absolutely. from one of our uh, fans here, the Sarge. What is the best and worst thing about a new release? The best thing is when it finally makes it out to the shelf and it, and, right. it's, and it's released, right? The worst thing is, you know, all the ups and downs 
in the process to get that you know for instance you're working on a new blend and you have you know we get a list of all these tobaccos for example in inventory that we have um to work with and you work and you work and you work and you get this blend you approve the blend your team approves the blend and then you're getting ready to go into production and then you find out oh man we can't get one of these tobaccos for whatever reason that that's that happens a lot or you know the the box maker just can't get the box how you want it you know and so you, you keep going back and forth back and forth to get that box exactly how you want it whether it's a style box or if it's the the, the color if you're putting a color on the box or a stain on the box and it's just it just drags on and on that's i would say that's one of the worst things man you know and it's frustrating you know it's frustrating especially on the tobacco side i remember when i joined drew estate and i started working on the herrera Stelí habana which is the first release that i did i had to reblend that cigar like three four times because every time I would get to the blend how I wanted it. And then one of the, one of the tobacco suppliers that we were using, oh, no, we don't have enough for, you know, we don't have those amounts for the numbers you guys oh, have. You know, because nobody ever tells you right off the bat, no, we can't, you know, give you the amount you need. Everybody always tells you, yeah, no problem, no problem. You know, we have as much as you need. Okay, so then you start working, you know, uh, uh, on the blending process with these tobaccos and then, when you sit down, okay, we need X amount of tobacco, X amount of pounds, whatever it is, you know, oh, no, I could only do, you know, if you ask for 10,000 pounds, we could only do 4,000. Oh, my God. So you got to start all over again. Start so, all over again. Yeah. 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 So it gets it gets frustrating. You know, a lot of people don't realize how frustrating that process can be. Yeah, man, it's a lot of time, you know. Just think about it. Once you get a blend to how you want it, now you got to make samples. And now you got to wait 45 to 60 days, smoke it, and then hope that it's how it is, how, how it's supposed to be. If it's not tasting how it's supposed to then you go back to the drawing board. Okay, is it, you know, this tobacco? Is it that tobacco? Is it too much? Maybe that they put, you make samples again. Now you wait another 45, 60 days. And it's just a long process that you know it takes time and it's and it's frustrating it really is an art it really is we say it all the time but those are the it's things fun though think about. sure it sounds like it look you look like a happy guy so yeah well a lot more grazed than when i started but yeah that happens <laughs> the sergeant's full of questions this morning but this one's interesting because i don't know if that's a willy call or not you know, when they decide to nix a line, but how do you, how do you feel when it's one of your lines or your blends that ends up getting on the, on, on a chopping block for whatever reason? Personal, man. <laughs> <laughs> right? I, right? I, I went through it not too long ago. I know. Yeah. You know, and it's, you know, as a company, we, there's a lot of moving parts. Um, and sometimes certain skews within lines just don't move as fast as other skews in the line, right? But yet you're coming out with new stuff and you're, you're limited 
with your production, how many people you have, how many cigars you could put out. So sometimes like what happened recently, you know, we just, we had stuff we wanted to come out with. We had stuff ready to come out with. And there were some, some sizes just weren't moving, uh, how they should move. So rather than discontinue a line to then bring in this other new thing, we just cut different sizes. Uh, those skews that just weren't moving um, within certain lines, you know, and some lines just got discontinued altogether. Um, but yeah, man, I, I take that personal, you know. <laughs> sure. Have you ever debated with them about it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, actually we did, you know, with, with that last. So when we stopped making the across the board, Norteño, Herrera Habano, Herrera Brazil, discontinued the, the Bellicoso and the Corona. I'm a big Corona guy. Well, initially they wanted to discontinue. I wanted to, I, I believe it was the Norteño line. And I was like, how are you going to discontinue and retain you? Are you crazy? That's the second release. You know, it, it came in number seven cigar of the year. You know, I love that cigar. What am I going to smoke? You know what I mean? That's one of my regulars go to, you know. And so we ended up, okay, we're going to chop these two sizes, these two sizes, and the other two sizes in the other line. And we kept more tenure. There you go. A happy medium. Yes. <laughs> hey, sometimes that's what you got to do. You know, yeah, look, I, I get it. I mean, it's your creation. It, it's it's got to, on some level, be you know personal or sensitive, without sure. a doubt. You know, without a doubt. No, definitely. Well, go ahead. Oh, no, no, you go ahead, Coop. Uh, with Blackened, which came out last year, and actually, it's it's funny because the reviews coming up on Coop today did very well. Was that your first Connecticut Broadleaf that you blended at Drew Estate? No, because I know no, so it wasn't. The first broadleaf was when I did the Herrera TAA. That's right. Yes, that was the very first one. And then after that, it was the Lancero broadleaf. Okay. And then you know the the, the black. Yeah, I, I really enjoyed the black and um just that whole the, the whole Paul Maduro thing. I've had mixed results with some of the Paul Maduro cigars in the past, but I think you guys nailed it with that. I really enjoyed that so. Yeah, it's it's a very balanced cigar, regardless yeah. of the tobaccos that were used. Um, it's just, you know, there's always this misconception. You know, people see a dark cigar or a Maduro cigar and automatically they think it's too strong. Oh, no, it's going to be too much. But in reality, you know, Maduro tobaccos, Maduro wrappers are sweeter than, say, Habano. You know, they're not as spicy as say Habanos or a sun grown, you know? And, but there's this, you know, stigma or let's just say, you know, over years, people have typically used a Maduro wrapper with a really, a really heavy, strong blend. So people right. automatically see a Maduro and say, oh no, I'm not touching that um, because it's just gonna be too much for me. And there's an example of that. It's, it's smooth, it's balanced, it's full flavored, but it's medium body. It's not, you know, yeah. overpowering at all, you know? Agree. Yeah, I totally agree with you on that. Mm -hmm. Well, Willie, listen, I know Saturday mornings are private, personal time. I appreciate you joining us, talking about the Freestyle Live and some other cool things going on with the. Always a pleasure to talk to you, my friend. Absolutely. And, uh, unfortunately, I won't see you next month, but hopefully I'll catch you in Miami sometime soon. Stop by the factory, man. 
Will do. Always a pleasure. Give my love to Sandy as well and the missus. Will do. All right, guys. We got back hour number two coming up. We got uh, Secretary of State with some news. And, of course, uh, name that jam, Would You Rather. And our number two seed of uh, Tale of the Tape is all ahead in hour number two. Don't go anywhere. Keep it lit. Phenomenal. 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 Explore the unexplored with St. Louis Ray Carenas. Set sail to discover an extraordinary Honduran cigar deeply anchored in tradition. The St. Louis Ray Carenas features a Nicaraguan wrapper cloaked over 100% Honduran tobacco that make up the binder and filler. The St. Louis Ray Carenas, in the Toro size, received a 93 rating in Cigar Aficionado and was featured in their illustrious Top 25 Cigars of 2021 list. The St. Louis Ray Carenas is available in four different sizes, a Robusto, Toro, Bellicoso, and Magnum. So get ready to take a trip back in time to experience the heritage of St. Louis Ray with the St. Louis Ray Carenas. Surgeon General Warning. Cigar smoking can cause cancers of the mouth and throat, even if you do not inhale. Here with the goat to tell you about Smokin's Cigar of the Month Club. Alex, tell our fans out there why our club is the best darn club out there. Absolutely. I'll tell you why. Because every month I personally handpick five premium cigars. No filler, no fluff, no fugazi. These are all premium handmade name brands that you can find in any brick and mortar store in your area. All delivered to your door for $34.95. And our average monthly retail value since the inception of our club has been almost $57. Another great feature about the Cigar of the Month Club, Alex, tell them about the ease of our Cigar of the Month Club. Sure. I'll tell you, I hate subscription services. It's always a pain to cancel them, turn you know, turning them on. We've made it super simple. All you gotta do is log into your account. There's a little green button there. If it's green, you're active. You wanna take a break, going out of town, simply hit the button and you'll deactivate your membership. Wanna turn it back on? exact same easy process you can turn it right back on we've made it that easy for you another great feature is our double down club alex tell them about the double down club we had so many of our members reach out to us really enjoyed our selections every month they wanted to know there was a way they can get two and we've made that very simple with a simple check mark you can get double this great selections every month and save ten dollars does our club have perks of course they have perks 
You want to tell them about the perks? As a member of our club, every month there's a special discount code where if you like any of the selections, we will offer them to you so you want to come and get some more. You can get them at a special discounted rate for our Cigar of the Month Club members. And finally, expedited shipping. Tell them how fast we get the stuff out, Alex. We get the stuff out on the 28th of every month. Our membership bills on the 28th, and we get every member's package out on the 28th if it's a shipping day. Five great reasons on what makes Smoking Cigar of the Month Club the best club out there. Check it out. Peace. Hey, I, uh, I really appreciate you doing the video with me. Thanks. Oh, yeah, you're welcome. I mean, you didn't let me get a word in, but whatever. What? Well, great. It's perfect. Welcome back, everyone, to Hour 2 of KMA Episode number 498. Here with the gang, the GOAT, William the Scoop Cooper, and Paul DeGracco. Alex's epic performance there in our Cigar of the Month Club, our new <laughs> redone Cigar of the Month Club. It wasn't even scripted. It, not even scripted. Yeah, I, hope I, <laughs> I hope I didn't talk too much. <laughs> Video. So um, our, our, our next guest, and we're going to get him on before our Name that jam episode. That way he can be included. Is a uh, no stranger to KMA Talk Radio. He's had multiple appearances here, and uh, you know, sadly enough, we don't have a studio where he comes in anymore because he used to bring us some pretty good food. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yes, let's uh, let's give a hand up for our man, the Secretary of State himself, Evan Darnell. There Thank he you. is. There he is. <laughs> good to be on here. It's. Um... It's been a minute. I miss the studio and I miss having uh, lunch with you, but I'm really excited to be here. I have uh, I have some things to say, if you will. Is am I hearing a lisp on purpose, or do we have some dental work done? Uh, no lisp, um, unfortunately, uh, or fortunately. Can you? Is my lisp gone, or is it still there? I don't know. I think it's the microphone. Stuff? Is it? Is it just me? Maybe it's just me. How many, how many times have you been on the show? Yeah, you got to turn your you got to turn your phone or iPad to the like horizontally so we don't get those little. Uh, there, there, there we go. There you go. There he is. There uh, he is. Uh, I, wait, I get think you, I've been on the show once. Screen. Yeah, I, I definitely <laughs> you know need widescreen. Yes. On somebody's show, Alex, was it on? How about that cigar? They were talking about Evan's first appearance. Somebody was talking about Evan's first appearance on one of the shows. And they said, how funny was it that Evan showed up on the same day that Steve Sacco was there? And it, it, it kind of was on accident, but it kind of wasn't. Like, we, we knew show. that he would Some bring food. Show, yeah. It was on my show. Oh, <laughs> okay. Yeah, we, we, I, Abe and I had talked about it. And we're like, listen, this guy's going to be bringing tons of food. Like, make, make Sacco happy. Like, he'll love it. <laughs> so I, I specifically remember saying, no, this is, this is good. We'll put them both on the same show. <laughs> well, it, it worked out to be okay. And uh, yeah. it, it's, it's actually sort of incredible, you know, it, uh, kudos to Abe seeing the vision of what um, a partnership can look like, because it wasn't supposed we were never supposed to be in the cigar business as much as right. we love being smoking cigars. And we just with our favorite cigar shop, or at least mine, it's been since um, Abe's had one shop. Um, I used to go there when I was tw for 15, 20 years when I would visit my in-laws. 
and I would go all the way, you know, I travel a half an hour to go to that cigar shop because I loved it up in Palm beach. And, um, before you know it, we have a, something that is much bigger than I think any of us could have imagined. And I think you imagined it. I, I, I said when, when the announcement came that you were going with the national release, I said, Evan knew this all along. This is what he wanted to do. I really think that it's somewhere in the back of your mind. You knew this was going to be a thing. I, 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 what we do in our events is something that should be national. And the only thing that could mimic is it's not a stake. Um, you don't share stakes anywhere. It's a, it's a cigar. And we're, when, when people are going to be lighting up our Red Meat Lovers Club cigar around the country, um, they could, it's, they're going to be an hour with their friends and making new friends. That's, to me, the best part about the cigar culture. And uh, it's going to be awesome. I'm really excited about it. And it's, it's close. It's close. It's only a few weeks away. Yes. This is the second one, right? Well, yeah. So the Battleship Beef event that I wanted to talk about, I mean, look, I've never heard of a more interesting place to do a cigar dinner than on the top of the world's largest battleship. And it's in Camden, New Jersey, a.k.a. Philadelphia for Alex. Um, (laughs) June 17th. us, Steve Saka, Dunbarton Tobacco, uh, Casa de Monte Cristo is powering the cigars up north. And we're bringing in six of the best restaurants, including what I, you know, it's like your death Romeo. Uh, Katz's Deli is coming from New York City to Philly to slice pastrami wow. on the top deck at our event. I being from new york forever that's a big deal they don't oh, do yeah. that for anyone oh yeah and uh mission barbecue and five other restaurants jimmy jimmy buffs which is another famous place up in north jersey and it's going to be a really special night we're raising money for the battleship there she is yeah. that's amazing yeah you, you can see um if you could leave that up for a moment to the right, or my right, where the two big guns are, that's the front of the ship. On the back of the ship, you can see the outline of a tent. That picture was not taken during event season. So they have a permanent tent that they have for us. And uh, we're going to be smoking under this tent. It's open aired on the sides. And hopefully we'll have 150, 200 people there. And it's, it's going to be incredible. It's a fundraiser for the ship itself as well. And I don't know if I've told you this, Abe, but we've been adding up our numbers recently. We're at around 1.2 million raised for uh, different charities, which is incredible. Amazing. Um, amazing. It's, it's nuts. Um, and we've been averaging now about 15... 15,000 a month for various charities. Um, I like being an auctioneer and uh, I, have a lot of, I have a lot of fun. Oh, doing he grabs, it. A, grabs a, 
grabs a bullhorn and the microphone and he's in his glory. I, <laughs> it, 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 it's, it's true. And, um, and other thing that happened and I wanted to point this out and it's really, you know, it's incredible. Uh, we, we started our own thing with, um, with Casa to Monte Cristo. Uh, we have our own scholarship fund now and, uh, we've been raising money. We gave away our first scholarship last week to underprivileged kids to go to culinary school. And, uh, that's awesome. So we're going to be raising money throughout the year in various cities for this scholarship fund. And, uh, yeah, we could, we can get a few kids going. Uh, our, our first recipient went to, um, Johnson and Wales is going to Johnson and Wales university, um, in Charlotte, yep. Charlottesville, Charlotte, Charlotte, you, it's in Charlotte, Charlotte downtown. Yep. By me. Exactly. So, uh, she got our first scholarship and we have big goals. I'd like to send a few kids to, to school to learn about hospitality. So it's going to be uh it's going to be a wild ride. We got some big events coming up, including the great smoke 2024. <laughs> I think I sent Abe the menu, maybe Friday night of our event, uh, about wanting to do what I have this vision about the great smoke 2024. You're giving me a really easy, uh, you're giving me a lot of ideas in your theme. Um, and it's going to be a, I'm already excited about that dinner too. So we got, we got a lot of excitement coming up. I'm already feeling the pressure of great smoke 2024. <laughs> well, the mountain gets higher. That's the thing is like, that's a great expression. The mountain gets higher. Yeah. You know, I, and it's for both of us, right? It's like you do your big event and it's, it's inspiring to me because my events obviously are not as big as the great smoke. Um, but we're always trying to better ourselves, you know, like what's, what's the fun of saying, well, let's do it as good. You know, you always gotta, that's, that's what the fun is, is, uh, the details, you know, it literally, and, it, it literally is. In fact, I had somebody message me last night and it was about our summer was soccer promotion. And like, dude, how did you come up with a six foot soccer squash? And I only said, look, I just put myself in the mind of a consumer. I am a consumer, right. you know, what's going to excite me, you know, at, at this point, you know, there's God, thousands and thousands of regular soccer squatches out there. And while the mega squash is harder to come by, I think what we've given away about, six or eight of them, Alex, over time. At, le at least. Yeah. So I was like, and you know, the mugs have been the same mugs forever. So what, what I mean, the, the, the guillotina de Saka was a cool cutter, you know, and we're going to be giving away 12 of those every Friday. Uh, one every Friday for 12 weeks. Let me, let me clarify that. But I'm like, literally, what, what can I do that would really create a lot of excitement? I said, dude, I would love that. Because I've always said Steve should make them and they should just replace the Cigar Store India, you know? And I just said, well, I, I was lucky enough to have run across a company in my career that had a separate division that specialized in making things like this. They do it for the NFL, the Hall of Fame players, the bobbleheads, life-size bobbleheads. And, um, yeah, look at this guy. Always wanting a loophole. What? It's not going to so, have that one. Yeah, yeah, it's one every Friday. <laughs> so, um yeah, so I, I wanted one from my store, and I said, let's give one away. And uh, that's how you come up with it, because we're always just saying, like, what, what, 
if it's going to excite me, my feeling is it's. Good, I'm sure you do the same thing. If it's exciting yeah. you, you feel it's going to be exciting to your patrons and your followers and your fans, and that's how we do it. So, Abe, this is what I've been wanting also to speak to you about, and you know me, I'll I'll throw a curveball at any no. me. Um, so, what I would like to contribute to the summer of Saka because I feel part uh -oh. of the family. It so we, I, I have some it. like weird swag stuff. That's not that's not epic. So this is what I'd like to do. And I posted this, and as soon as I posted it on Smokin Social, I took it down. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so I, I'd like to do either the morning of the Great Smoke Saturday or Friday or Thursday, for that matter. What I would like to do is either. Uh, do a four-person private finger right now because I don't know if this is gonna be like a catastrophe of an idea. No, nah, you got me yeah. at the edge of my seat. Like I'm, I, I don't know which. It's fifty-fifty. Nah, which way this is gonna I'm go. gonna do a private, a private dinner for four people, either the weekend of the Great Smoke, or a private breakfast um, that I'll do either at my house or at the fairgrounds. I'll take care of everything, but I want to do something private uh, for. A winner. It'll be a private Red Meat Lovers Club experience, and then I'll work out the details with uh, the person who wins. And I promise okay. it will be amazing. Okay, and I'll make so. sure it happens in South Florida. Okay, in so South Florida. Good. But I will send you the details. This is not a horrendous idea. Um, no. The only, the only thing I want to clarify is that because the Summer of Sockets uh, promo probably not everyone who participates will end up attending the Great Smoke. So no, will I, it, yeah, will I get it be it. transferable if somebody wins it? Can you transfer it to a friend or somebody he knows? They, can, down? they can do two things. They can transfer it to a friend or I'm going to send them a box of meat. <laughs> oh, there you <laughs> and go. They, and they can have it on their own. All okay? right. Problem solved. But we just added another epic Add it to the list. Add, add it to the list. list. Nice job. Nice job. It's gonna, I just want it to be special and it can go either it, as long it will be in the continental United States. <laughs> Or the continuous United States uh, that I can send them this box. All so, I know is we're two days into this. We've already had two new items added to the list. And we haven't even gotten it. It's going to be the longest show if you really want it to be. Because I don't know. Alex, so Alex kind of had a nice system last time. He was he was cranking out the drawings in the corner. and You know, you just give Steve a microphone. He'll eat up 90 minutes just breathing. So, right. you know, literally. <laughs> um, I'm a little worried this year, man. <laughs> I'm gonna. I, I'm telling you, I'm gonna have to come up with an alternative. I don't know. Well, that we've, we've run into a problem already in the first week. Is that we've come to realize is Alex doesn't think the wield will hold enough entries. He says oh. there's a limit. He says there's a limit to that wheel of how many people you could put in it. I did not know that there was a limit. Uh, I'm not sure he's positive. I think he's assuming. No, I'm, I'm pretty sure. I don't think he's tested it yet. Uh, but I mean, I have an alternative. I mean, it's not that we can't get it done. He has an alternative, but I don't think he's tested the famous it. wheel. You know, the wheel's nice. I almost want to make a saga. Uh, last time you gave one away, I was one click away from uh, winning a mega saga. But yes, I'm okay with that. I wanted someone else to win it as well. So yeah, we have um, a lot of that battleship beef is going to be amazing. Um, I'm really looking forward to seeing a lot of socialites. A lot of people have reached out to me and they have told me that they're going to be there 
and I saw the ticket order come in, so it's going to be a really great night. I know Steve's going to bring some special cigars for the evening. Awesome. awesome. All right. Well, that being said, we're going to test all our musical acumen. Now, somebody did anybody post a link? Where everybody? Yes, yeah. yes, yes. I posted. I'll post right. it. Yep. I see it. I see it up there. Perfect. So, yeah, battleshipbeef.com. Anybody who's around the area, it's definitely an event worth checking out. Or if you heading out or in the area or want to head out, the link is there. You can get all your information. Um, and now it's time to test the musical acumen of our team here and Evan Darnell, see how well we know some tunes. Uh, it's time to name that jam brought to you by the fine folks at Avo Cigars. <laughs> Time for Name That Jam. My only info on this version of Name That Jam is this is uh, my favorite song by this artist and uh, probably top five favorite songs of all time for me. I know the song. Nailed it. This is. This it took is him a, a few. It took him a few. It took Coop a minute, but he got it. Yeah. Oh, yeah I, I just, to this you, is, Alex. Yeah. Amazing tracks. Yes. Abe, do you need it again? Yeah. I sure do. So, so that part, I, I'll just give you a little. That yeah. that is a, a mid break. In the song that that really jams out and if you don't notice like you're gonna be surprised who the artist is yeah no i know artist. exactly who the artist is i can't remember i, I think i know who the artist is i don't know the name of the song yeah this is a, i think the I person that guessed is correct mm-hmm. on, on so far we've had a couple guesses uh, let me yeah. look. Uh, i wrote down the artist is correct the artist is that, correct. That was a great yeah, music. Brian, that, was a Brian great, is wrong. that was a great musical clip for it because yeah. it almost sounds yeah. Latin. Uh, I got right. it. Right. And that was the, yeah. that was what it was yeah. in the within the song. Evan, yeah. you care to guess? I, I don't know. I, I could I, sing it. I can't come like up a Billy Joel song to No, me. no, no. I, I could it's sing not, it. I'm it, singing it in my head. A lot of people said Billy Joel. No, no, no. No, no, no. The artist was named. Someone got the no, artist no, 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 It's no, been named a couple times now. Yeah, but the song. Any guesses before named. we reveal? No, it's Robert Plant singing. I just can't come up with the song. Uh, I, I I fucking can't come up with the song. I'm singing it in my head. Good one. Let's reveal it. Are we doing the reveal? Yeah. Well, there's a light in your eyes that keeps shining, like a star that can't for a night. Alex, I love yeah. this album too. This too. album, a lot of Zeppelin fans malign it, but the direction yes. they went in, I just love this album. Yeah, no, you know, I... it's funny because when I was looking at this song, I found that an interesting tidbit about this song. It has never been performed live by them. No, really, most of the tracks never... on this album were not performed yes. live. Into the yes. outdoor, wow, that's bottom strange. died, bottom that, died. Right, right, right. No, that's that it. that. 
that song's like Bonham at his best for me. Nah, great oh. song. Oh. Great song. Yeah. Great song. That's right. Epic album. Good pick. Well, well we all uh, failed. Coop didn't. Coop oh, got yeah, it. Coop got it. Coop got it. Coop, you were able to name that jam. Another yeah, awesome thing I'm brought to you by the fine folks over at Avo Cigar. Yeah, but I've listened to that track thousands of times. So it's that one was, too, you know, like Alex said, this is one. That's one of my favorites by the band. Yeah. Good stuff. All right. Yeah. Up ahead, you know, you, I'm curious. Do we have a STG cigars in the news? Should we leave it as a surprise? <laughs> we we yeah. don't have one this week. No. So I got some inside baseball on this too. I got some inside baseball. I got. We might not have one for a little bit, but then we're going to get bombarded. Yeah, right, well, I think it's going to be the same thing too. Because let's uh, introduce the segment and we'll talk about it. It's time right now to find out what's the scoop with Coop. Oh, oh shit! Of course not. <laughs> I was not ready for it. I'm sorry. <laughs> All right, here we go. Try it again. <laughs> it's time. Hey, yo, what's my theme music? The Scoop with Coop. Breaking industry news. Hear it first on KMA Talk Radio and cigar-coop.com. I didn't know if you were going for it. I thought you were ignoring it, so I just played it. Then I heard you start. So, Coop, what's in the scoop? <laughs> All right. Um, yeah, he said, go talk- for it again, and he cuts me off in the middle of my sentence. Uh, all right. So we, we talked about uh, one of the big stories this week already, the Papa's Frida, so I won't go there. But this story actually, traffic-wise, actually beat this sto- beat that story this week. Um, it came out yesterday, and it, you wouldn't think this was a story that caught a lot of legs, but it did. Um, we've talked about this company on a lot of news segments. Um, Mombacho Cigars. Uh, also known as Favilli Cigars, they basically announced yesterday they are closing down their operations. So um, huh. I don't think this was a huge surprise to a lot of people that this was happening. And, uh, you know, I was down I was down there in January, and, you know, the factory that they had, they were turning it into a customer experience center, so they weren't going to be making cigars there anymore. And uh, one of the co-owners, the guy by the name of Jared Ingersano, um, he had he had already started another distribution company where he's going to be distributing and making cigars with Indiana Ortez. But um, yeah, it's they're going to be keeping the factory. I'm not the factory. Casa Fidelity facility will be open, but uh, as far as Mombacho and Favilli, uh, they're exiting the business. So uh, they've been around in Granada. They were based uh, in for about 17 years. So that that has come to an end. Wow. So when you, you're saying no more Mombacho cigars that are being no more Mombacho cigars. No more Mombacho wow. cigars. The brand yeah. wasn't even worth acquiring. That's a, I know someone who probably thought the same thing as you. I, you know, I don't. I don't. The problem with Mombacho is they had a trademark issue with Aganarsa Leaf. They and they and then basically. Well, that's why the brand's not worth acquiring then. Right. So Favilli wasn't a brand that had enough legs. They had converted the Favilli. Right. They didn't have enough legs, I think, to acquire it. So. In the end, I think they just opted to sh- shut it down at that point. Wow. Uh, and then Jared, who was one of the co-owners, is, is still staying in the business, but he's going to be doing completely other things with other factories right now. Because in worst-case scenario, in deals like this, a lot of the larger companies will just acquire the name and just go make yeah. whatever takes they do at right. random factory and put that they company name on it. Yeah, they just couldn't do it um, because again, they don't that they had a there was an out of court settlement on that where they they had a, that's why they had to go to the name Favilli because they had to stop using the Mombacho name in the U.S. particularly. So that's that was right. a lot to do with that. Yeah, 
Yep. So uh, uh, I did get to, like I said, I did get to go down there in January. It's a, it's a really cool like place to hang out and everything. I, it was, it was way too small to be a high production factory though, just mm. how it was laid out and everything. It was very difficult. So interesting. All right. Moving along, um, Davidoff made an announcement this week. Uh, it's 10 years since they launched Davidoff Nicaragua. So they are, of course, you got to have an anniversary cigar. So uh, they announced the Davidoff uh, Nicaragua 10th anniversary cigar. A um, couple of things about this cigar. First of all, the Davidoff Nicaragua was kind of famous because it was Davidoff's first all Nicaraguan tobacco cigar. Uh, and that guy kind of launched all those Black Series band, uh, lines. But um, this cigar is not going to be all Nicaragua. It's like an interesting thing. It's going to have an Ecuadorian wrapper. But really? uh, kind of the interesting thing about this is they're going to have some filler in that tobacco that's aged in rum casks uh, for six months. So they're kind of, you know, they've done some of that stuff, uh, the barrel aging in particular. We've seen it with some of the Camacho stuff and with the Winston Churchill. So now they're going to be putting a dab it off. This will be a limited cigar, by the way. So it is, um, it's going to be a limited run. They usually keep their limiteds one and done. I don't have box counts, but um, it will be a 6 by 56 Grand Toro, uh, and it's going to be priced at $36 a cigar. So that should be hitting the shelves sometime this month. Oof. That's about their range nowadays. Yeah, that's about that range. I mean, that's about the range. I was actually kind of surprised it was that cheap. You know, some, I, I got a conversation with somebody last night, and I, I, I don't know. I haven't paid attention. But does anybody know what the normal retail? Because back in the day where I was really watching it and selling it and working in the register, I think they were like 35 30 35 bucks. Does anybody know what the regular retail on an Opus A is these days? Oh, I don't know. Yeah, I'd have I to look know. that up. I, I mean, look, I can't, I can't imagine because, like, Opus isn't really one of these cigars that prices have just skyrocketed in 10 years. So I, I can't imagine it's more than 45, 50 bucks. I mean, I'm talking about regular retail, not guys gouging. So when you look at a lot of these cigars, because I was just having a discussion with somebody last night. When you look at a lot of these cigars and when the price ranges they come out with, is it really 100? I, I got to find out if that's regular retail. The problem is a lot of people mark it up stupid, so I don't know. Yeah, that's why them. it's tough. I doubt I doubt it's 100. I'm going to have to dig over. 47.95. There that's you go. More right. Yeah. 50 bucks. I called it. Yeah. 50 bucks is the normal retail for that cigar. So, yeah, 100 is wow. not the number. Which, when you look at all these like $100 cigars or $50 cigars, it's amazing that cigar is still at a $50 price mark. Right. right. Never had one. Yeah. Uh, it's worth it. Let's treat yourself. See, to you that get it. see if someone will buy it for your birthday from somewhere else. There you go. <laughs> it's not in, in the vintage room. I was going to ask. Yeah, we don't, we don't see them much. We don't see them okay. much. Christmas time. Christmas time, you might get a box or two. Yeah. What else you got going on, Coop? All right. Uh, some uh, some releases that are coming up at the trade show. Uh, this one's from Oliva. And yes, on Cigar Coop, we do cover Oliva. So I just want to tell people we do cover Oliva. Oh, why? Is that a thing? Has that been claimed oh, to be a thing? When you, when you look at the trade show coverage, Tell me how many media brands actually cover Oliva besides myself, Half Wheel, and Aficionado. Why? 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 I mean, there's something I don't know about. What's the reason? I, I don't understand. It's it's one of my things. I've been kind of asking the question: Why don't media guys go to the Oliva booth? They don't go there. Um, you know, and really? not a company that engages with social media a lot. I get it, but um, they always have some interesting stuff at that booth, and uh, we 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 have always covered it. So, and we will cover it again this year. 
Wow, that's so funny. It's kind, of, it's kind of my little jab there uh, on that because no one from the media covers Oliva. I see hey, him cover. Steve? I see him cover brands that I wouldn't even think of covering, like before Oliva. Not so, to interrupt you, but I'm pretty sure Lou Rothman said it, but it was probably like in 1978. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Go ahead. Go so they, they have an extension to the uh, Oliva V Milanio line. It's called the Figurino. Um, and it's a cigar that's uh, – it basically is that bowling pin-shaped cigar, it looks like. So it's kind of a figurato in the shape of a bowling pin. Um, it's also a rounded version of the um, – Oliva Series V Milano, and there's not a lot of the rounded ones they make. You guys had a rounded one, didn't you? At Smoke In? Of a is, that, is that is that the uh, yeah? Is that the picture of the cigar? Yeah, that's yes. not a bowling yes. pin. What would you call it? A uh, perfecto, like a perfecto. It's a perfecto, but it's a little. It's a. It's it's. It almost kind of is, I don't know, it kind of just reminded me of a bowling did, pin. A did you ever go bowling? A bowling has a big, fat, round, bulb head, a little it, neck. It, and it, but it, it, I don't think the picture's doing it justice. It is, there is a, there is a, it kind of reminds me of that punch size that we were talking about a few weeks ago. I like the dad bod, yeah. The dad bod, yeah. But it's yeah. a little a little thinner, I'd say, this one. All right. Yep. Definitely. But uh, this will be uh, a limited release, but there's going to be 14,000 boxes of this cigar. And this one will be priced at twenty dollars a cigar. Um, so you'll see this at the trade show next month. You said fourteen. Four, no, fourteen thousand boxes. Fourteen thousand oh. boxes. Uh, twenty dollars a cigar. Twenty dollars a cigar. Yeah. So we're coming to Oliva. You know, that's a limited cigar for them because uh, they they produce a lot of cigars. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Another just uh, announcement came from La Aurora, another company I don't see a lot of people cover anymore at the trade show. Um, nah, they don't cover themselves that much, Coop. Well, yeah. I mean, so La Aurora is like kind of relaunching at the trade show with the new U.S. division. So it's, I think there's going to be a lot of attention on that this year. Um, but they are, of course, La Aurora, if you know La Aurora, they come out with a, an anniversary cigar for everything. Like they right. celebrate more anniversaries. One fifteenth, one thousand. Yeah, one. Yeah, and it was like a one eleven one year, yeah. one oh seven. But this one's one twenty for them this year. Uh, so they have a uh, one twenty anniversario coming out. Um, it's going to be mostly a Dominican based blend with uh, a Dominican wrapper, uh, and that's going to be in four sizes coming out. I don't have the pricing on that yet. But um, that will be making its debut. It's already kind of started to pop up, I think, in Europe already. But they'll be having it at the trade show this year for sure at the new La Aurora USA booth that they're going to have. I, I, haven't they opened their direct-to-consumer division? It's already been open. That's what I'm saying. I, 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 what psychology or retailer says, let me go to this booth and they got a lot of work to do. they got a lot of work to do. Uh, You're right. It's, yep. it's like they have a disconnection from reality. It really is. Yep. Yep. But uh, they have a lot of work. I mean, I could tell you it's the direct consumers hurt hurt in my area where there was some really good La Aurora shops uh, that, you know, when they went direct to consumer, it hurt. And the split from Miami. I mean, uh, I just, I don't have nothing against it. Do what you do. Sell directly to consumers. They, right. they don't need to get it from me. I mean, I'm, I'm not visiting that booth. You, you know, Abe, I, the thing is they never, they never promoted the at all how to they didn't really work that channel how to sell directly they put a no we don't know we don't know how hard it really is i mean it's, it's very hard yeah davidoff dipped their big toe in it but they're awful at it yeah 
I mean, it's, uh, you know, I think a lot of times with manufacturing, they think they can be a retail out- outlet. And, uh, you know, s- it's not easy. It's what you discover. Um, and, you know, like, there are guys like you and others who have done it very well over the years. So um, it's not you just can't put the website out and think they're going to come is right. what I'm saying. Well, you know, I think when you have a website like Davidoff did it, and I, I'm, I'm assuming a lot of roars where they're just selling their own brands directly to consumers, you're never going to. You're only going to attract those who really want your cigar, and that's it. And, and you're not going to convert people or reach new people who never never tried your cigar. So, it's 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 a it's a tough climb. But you know, kudos to them. It's a great company, and they, they make good sticks. It's just that, you know, I'm reserving my shelf space for other stuff. Yep. Yep. All right, we got one more story here. Um, I think this is going to be a very, it's another trade show release. And I think this is going to be one of the more interesting things at the trade show. Uh, Epic Cigars, Dean Parsons brand, uh, is teaming up with Chaz Palminteri, the actor. Uh, and they're coming out with a cigar called A Bronx Tale. Um, they're working in collaboration with a retailer in the Bronx by the name of La Casa Grande Tobacco. They hand roll cigars in the Bronx. But they're not going to be hand rolling. This cigar is not going to be made in the Bronx. It's actually made uh, at the Charles Fairmont factory. That's where Epic cigars are made. Um, but Chaz Palmateri is putting his name on this cigar, and it will be. Uh, there's a pre-release event the end of June, but it's going to have a full launch at the trade show. And Chaz will be at the trade show. Um, I've been told this year. So um, I'm kind of really curious on this. Uh, I like Dean's cigars a lot. He's a good guy as well. Uh, this will be a 6x54 box press Toro, uh, Ecuadorian uh, wrapper, Dominican binder, Dominican Nicaraguan fillers. And this will be priced, I believe, at $20 a cigar. Oof. You know, yeah. You know, I kind of feel bad for any of these celebrities who are going to try to get in the cigar business now. It's hard. No, do you know why I say that? What? Guy. Yeah. I uh, think guy, put, guy is putting the legwork in. You guys I think guy is set. I, I think because you know this was done for years and it was all the same. Everybody did the same shit, so yeah. there's no standard. Guy Fieri has set such a standard now, of not just throwing his name on something, but going. I mean, he just did an event in Alabama. Yeah, some shop yeah. in Alabama. Yeah. You know, of being present and being involved. That unless you're willing to commit to that, you're just going to look bad. You know, and it'll be it'll be very it's exactly guy set a bar for for this type of endorsement deal, and if 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 you're getting into this industry in this fashion, and you plan on doing what was done by the dozens of predecessors before, it, you're just gonna look really bad now. So yeah. it's gonna be interesting to see what I, I'll be watching this one, even though I don't care to find or try the cigar, but I'll just be watching this one just out of curiosity. Today. I'm surprised he's a spring but, chicken either. Yeah, no, he's yeah. about 70. I was gonna say that that's not a current picture in that ad. No, yeah. I, I am surprised that no one's looked at what Guy's doing and has tried to replicate it, seeing the success that line has had. That brand, you know what, too, it, they're not interested. Yeah, to do what he's doing requires a lot of work and effort. And this is a yeah. dude who I yeah. personally know is super busy, he does not oh. sit around resting on his feet. <laughs> And he's making that time. It's not like most of them won't do it. They just won't go to that effort to work that in. Because 
unless you're really emotionally connected to the culture and the product, it becomes a job for guys really, you know, yeah, yeah, it's work for him, but you know, it's been said a million times when you love what you do, it's not really work. Right. No, it's true. I mean, we sort the day guy was on the show and guy was like, get, he had another commitment after that. And you know, he had a commitment to do and he had a plane to catch that same, but he, but he still wanted to do an extra 20 minutes with us. I mean, that was what amazing what about that was. Right. So that's the, I mean, it says the kind of person he is, um, which. I, yeah. So, I, just, I mean, that just that's uh, like yeah. they said, you know, it sets the yeah. bar for yeah. these type of releases. You know, it really lies in, you know, Chaz Palminteri's hands. The success exactly. of the cigars depends on how much he's willing to get out there and be exactly. a part of it. I mean, he's doing this event in the Bronx, but he has ties to that store for a long time, from what I understand. So, um, you know, I don't think I don't expect a national tour or anything like that with him. No, we shall see. Yeah, I'll be watching this one. Yep. All right, I'll, I'll close this out. I have one piece of news that, uh, Alex, I didn't put in there, but I, I can probably say this because uh, Scott Pierce was on my show Thursday night. And if folks are interested, uh, the PCA's opening event this year um, is going to be pretty interesting. It's going to be sponsored by four companies. I just want to tell you what the four companies are. Uh, the first is going to be Espinosa Cigars, although they're not sure if Guy's going to be there or not yet. Scott was a little short of uh, saying he, you know, whether he was going to be at that opening party or not, but it will be Espinosa Cigars, Quality Importers, Forged with Room 101, and I think this is going to be just, uh, he's probably going to go out of his mind uh, how busy it's going to be. Uh, Saka, Dumbarton Tobacco and Trust is going to be sponsoring yep. the opening party. So uh, he's going to find himself a nice chair somewhere and plop himself down. And that's what I was wondering if they're going to have a chair for him to plop himself down. (laughs) He is not going to be able to walk. I mean, I'm telling you, Sock is not going to be able to walk 10 feet in that event. And I've seen it. That's why he sits at the booth all week because he can't walk 10 feet. Has the show started yet? (laughs) Funny. Yep. Yep. Now, Evan, are you going to the trade show this year? I know you've been before. Uh, I'm not going. Um, really? But... I literally expected you standing. Yeah. I expected to see you standing in the Dunbarton booth with, like, you know, a cleaver and a knife sharpener in one hand with an apron yeah. standing right by the display of the Red Meat Lovers Club cigar, you know? I, I literally, that's what I, I thought. I mean, ask right you. to meet there or something. <laughs> yeah. It, it makes sense. It does. But um, I, I don't get, think I'm going to go. Can't get permission I... from the big boss? Okay. <laughs> No clearance from the, from the big boss? Uh, it will be in chapter 41 of my book. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Steve's a lot better at talking about the cigar than I am, but um, it's going to do great with or without me. But we're oh, going to no, work I, hard. I, we're going to work hard all. This is, uh, I take my cues from Guy, and, and like you said, it's, it's going to be a labor of love. Um, this is not. To me, it's not about business. This is just spreading the gospel of uh, Red Meat Lovers Club, and it's a great cigar. So I will not be there, though. All right. We'll miss you. I'll miss maybe, you, too. Maybe I'll, maybe I'll order a cutout of you and not tell Steve. And just <laughs> put it there. Without looking, go put it out there. Extra wide we, cutout. We got yeah, time. That, that's, a lot of, that's, a lot, that's a lot of cardboard. <laughs> that's a lot of cardboard. We got, we got a lot of time. You guys send me a picture of you, Evan. I can make a cutout. Take it there. Put it there. You get, you get printed right in Vegas, I'm sure. You don't have to drag it there. Yeah. Yeah, seriously. 
Steve would look at that. Get that out of my booth. <laughs> he's gonna have a, he's gonna have his hands full uh, seven days from now at the battleship beef. He'll have plenty of me. Make sure you have a chair for him, man. <laughs> Obviously. All right. all right. Well, for more information, up to date news, please, everyone, all our fans out there, check out cigar hyphen coop, cigar hyphen coop.com. Always rumor and teaser free. And now, probably what may go down as the longest tail the tape season in the history of KMA Talk Radio. Right. Six this months thing, almost. This top 10 has probably spanned over 24 weeks. <laughs> yeah, about six months. <laughs> it is time to find out what our number top, our top, our number two pick of this season's tail the tape best bombshells. <laughs> I'm wondering if we should just delay our number one to our 500th episode, Nate. Yeah, I didn't know. I didn't know what we wanted to do if we wanted Nate. to finish it out before. We might as well at this point. Then we start like right after PCA. We could start the next one. Five hundred, not four hundred. Coming up, not uh, on the twenty fourth. One more show before episode five yes. zero zero. So. Who's going to go first? Or just get Paul out of the way since no one really cares. Yeah, let's get Paul. I don't mind Paul's pick this week. Uh-oh. Uh, uh, so my pick uh, is a, a not-so-well-known character, I think, uh, from one of the most underrated uh, Disney movies, animated Disney movies of the Disney Renaissance, The Hunchback of Notre Dame, uh, Esmeralda, right. played by Demi Moore. All right. That, that, She's kind of like a little... Not too cartoony. She's got actually. it going on. Not too cartoony. No, she's got cartoon. it going on. That's your number voice two. Voiced by Demi Moore. That was, Say that again. Was vo- she was voiced by Demi Moore. Yeah. Yep. Demi Moore. Hmm. So I think the one and only time she ever did a, an uh, an animated uh, film. Might be Paul's best oh, yeah. pick. Yeah. That might have been about. That's my girl. Yeah. Wait till number one, baby. Wait till number one. Anybody want to make a bet now that number one will be a letdown? Yes. <laughs> that was the best one right there. I don't that was a good one. One will be a letdown. I like that one. one. Will be, no, there's one, one that's better. One will be the witch from uh, Little Mermaid. He's got one better, the man <laughs> says. We shall see. Ursula, her name is. Minnie Mouse. It's got to be Minnie Mouse. All right, who's next? Should, it should be Minnie Mouse. <laughs> Coop, who's your pick this week? All right. Um, if you watch the, I think she was actually on the bumper at the beginning, on the right side. Uh, she is a supermodel that I think defined the word supermodel, and it's Cindy Crawford. Yeah, she's there, and she still looks yeah. good. Yep. Yep. She still I mean, looks good. just uh, I mean, when I was in 1980s, yeah. Yep. The mall. Yeah. Great product placement right there too. Yeah, absolutely. I, I had a picture of her. I in that that poster of her in the in the red bathing suit that was famous. I had that on my wall. I probably still have it somewhere, rolled up. Yeah. Love, oh, love Cindy a, Crawford. Absolutely, she was super. Also, definitely puts the word super in supermodel. Yep. This could be the only pick that could salvage you, Paul, right here. Yeah. yeah. All right, we'll, we'll see. see. That we'll could see. be anything less than that, and you're you're. 
you're finished. <laughs> all right. And the only reason I why I can to Paul because Paul is so adamant and vigilant about his choices. He would never change his choice, no matter what. I have a list. one thousand percent will not change it. I, Alex I has my full list, list already, and I haven't changed my uh, list. No, no, never. All right, I'll go next. My top pick. I love this chick. She is still looking sexy as hell. Halle Berry. Love me, yeah, love me some Halle Berry. I love me some Halle Berry. She is still looking fine. Yes, and, and aging gracefully. Aging gracefully. Yeah. Not comes in at number two. For me, that's All a good right. number two. Absolutely, absolutely. All right, coming in at number two for me is the one in a million, Aaliyah. Um, again, I'm I'm in the uh, hip hop and R and B genre. Aaliyah, singer, actress, unfortunately left us too soon in a plane crash. Yep. Wow, yeah. cute little outfit you got going on there too. Yes. Absolutely, Tommy Hilfiger days. Yeah. Evan, those were the days. Yeah. Heartthrobs from your from your childhood or lifetime. Off the top, I, of your I was always a, a fan of Rebecca Gayhart, the Noxima girl. She was always cute to me. And then also, not really too long ago, but I'm, I'm I was worried. Was gonna, I was worried he was going to say Julia Childs. <laughs> <laughs> I do like myself some Giada. Uh, from, oh, me uh, too. I yeah, love Giada. Charlie Selma Hayek was on my list. It looks like that princess. I was thinking that princess that Paul posted looks like Salma Hayek a little, and that's yeah, who should have played. I can see that. Uh, you have the, do you have a do you have a board or no? Yeah, we have a board. Yeah, let's put up All a right. board. It's been so long I can't even remember some of my picks at this point. <laughs> there's our there's our leaderboard to number two. Uh, so, yeah, not a lot of duplicates. Not a lot of duplicates either. Not a lot I got, of duplicates. I got Selma Hayek, uh, Selma Hayek at four. Let me tell you something. God, Scarlett Johansson. I've been I've been watching, you know, influenced by my recent Disney trip. I've been rewatching all the MCU movies, but in chronological order, not release date order. And she just keeps getting hotter every next movie that she appeared in. Hmm. And you know you forgot. I forgot a lot of things going back. You, you guys know that the Rhodes character was replaced from Iron Man One to Iron Man Two. The guy who Don Cheadle plays in Iron Man, the the military, the, the guy who's War Machine. It was actually another guy. It was um, Howard. I forget his name. Um, this is actually an interesting tidbit. Um, let me look him up. Iron Man. Um, he was the highest paid actor. Of the of the movie, um, the, the 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 gentleman who played um, Colonel Rhodes, where is it? I, I can never get on the internet. What is this showing me? Dude, you can't remember but his name, and he was the highest paid actor. Howard. Well, this is what I'm saying. Well, you'd know him. You'd know him when I, I tell you the name. So nobody's put it up. Here we go. Yeah, Terrence Howard. Terrence Howard. Right. So. He was the highest paid actor. He made something like three or four million dollars in the first Iron Man movie, just because Robert Downey was coming off a whole series of dramas and incidents. Right, and right, right. How much do you think Robert Downey got paid in the first Iron Man movie? It wasn't a lot, right? Because wasn't it like a comeback role for him yes, or something like that? Yes, comeback made his life. Yeah, made his life. How much do you think he made in the first Iron Man movie? Just uh, guess. Two hundred 
two million. Just so you know, Howard was Terrence Howard was the highest paid actor. I think he got three three and a half or three point seven five million. Wow. Okay, so I'm too high. Five million. I was gonna say. Robert Downey made five hundred thousand. No way. Wow. Right? You got to remember, this is right out of his insanity right. days. People now, he was done. Right. Yeah. Right. Now, hey, because I, I, I do weird shit because I never remember Don Cheadle got replaced. So I was Googling why he got replaced. So Disney realized that this franchise was going to end up being built around uh, Robert Downey Jr. at that point. So guess what his salary was in Iron Man 2? Got renegotiated. 10. 10 million. 10 million wow. and future and royal. sure of course and and, and profitability off the future and yeah, yeah. yes and according to the contract terrence howard was supposed to get paid eight million for the second movie really wow they, they wanted to renegotiate his contract down to one million huh. and he wouldn't take it and that's how don Cheadle got the role it's gonna throw this out there I know she's not making anybody lists, but has anybody seen 81-year-old Martha Stewart on the cover of the swimsuit Sports Illustrated yes. issue? Wait, wait, wait. Yeah. I mean, in a swimsuit? Wait, in a swimsuit? Yeah. 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 Oh, I got to Google this. Oh, yeah, I mean, listen, man. You got to put it up? man. Yeah, put it I'm up. Trying to find it, yeah. It's a Sports Illustrated, right? I agree with you. I agree with you, Stephen. Don Finley made a much better road. Roadie, yeah, totally. Totally. Here's one. I don't think that's the full cover, but I'm getting this. The airbrush works well. Wow. I'm talking 81 years old, man. Yeah. This lady's 81 years old. She doesn't look bad. She doesn't look bad, man. Paul, don't lie. You're turned on right now. She bakes cookies. And she bakes cookies. Paul's turned on right now. She's don't baked lie. herself. Uh, yeah, a, she don't look bad. I got she's a baked herself a billion dollars worth of cookies. Paul's yeah. voice. Paul's voice went up two octaves. She don't look bad. <laughs> wow! Look at that. Eighty-one. That's just a friendly reminder that you're not ugly. You're just broke. <laughs> wow. Alrighty then. Well, ending our. Came a show in typical fashion. Uh, this will be an interesting panel for this. It's time to find out. Are you ready, Paul? I'm ready. Okay. I always see the panic in Paul's eyes. I know. He starts looking for it. It's time to find out. Would you rather? changed it up in the middle of the show i kind of had like a disney orlando theme would you rather question for you guys but evan inspired me to change it in the middle of my show and i think the listeners will get into this a little bit more would you rather have a private vip dining experience with evan darnell or go on a weekend fishing trip with steve Saka? I can't wait. Oh, I can't wait to see some of the comments on this one. I, I, Fight I mean, for me, guys. Fight answer. for me. Listen, both could be equally pleasurable as it could be torture. 
So, yeah. I mean, ice, it's... Just say surf and turf. <laughs> so, uh, listen, I mean, look. Go ahead. I'm I'm going Evan. I'm going Evan. Just based on time, you know what I mean. Like an entire weekend fishing trip with Steve. Couldn't do it. You know, at some point, cranky Steve's going to kick in. You know, I can do a dinner with, with Evan. within an hour. <laughs> within an yeah. hour. Yeah. I, I'm I'm an Evan dinner. I, I'm I'm, I'm thinking about the canoe. Evan. I'm thinking of a canoe and a lake and not that balanced. But I'd rather I'd rather have you can I'd smoke. rather go fishing with Sokka myself. I'm going for the dinner. There's no way Sokka would make me clean the fish first of all, right? I don't know quantity. Evan's going to deliver a great experience. This it will be a great experience. Yeah, yeah I don't want to be out cleaning fish or even dealing with the fish. So it's it's the dinner. It's pretty split down the middle. Ah man, I I'm with Alex. I think. A whole weekend would be way too much. He's gonna get sick of me and get really angry yeah, pretty quickly. Biting, uh, fish aren't biting. What am I gonna do? <laughs> you know, bring the meats. Bring the meats. And exactly. he blame me if the fish weren't biting. <laughs> yeah, right. That would be I'm gonna fault. blame you if I overcook the steak. <laughs> yeah. thought, I, over, I overcooked the wagyu. <laughs> There you have it. Brought to you by the fine folks <laughs> <laughs> over at Gherkin Cigars. Oh, that is our episode of Would You Rather. We hope uh, you had a great, fun Saturday morning. Please check out the Battleship Experience with Evan Darnell and um, the new H99 Nasty Frida should be hitting the shelf coming up soon. Uh, follow us on our social media pages, please. Smoking uh, Cigars on Facebook and Instagram. And if you're not part of our group please check out our private group smoking social on facebook a lot of fun a lot of cool things we do there check out our man uh, cigar-coop.com for all the latest updates and news and we have one more episode and then it'll be 500 so uh until next week everybody have a great weekend keep it lit